Welcome to Grass Talk Radio. This show is for people who play bluegrass music and anybody who might want to. The prison guard shut the iron door behind me. Howdy folks and welcome back to Grass Talk Radio. Before I get into the heart of this episode, I kind of liked what I said in the last episode when I said, this podcast is sponsored by me, myself, and I. You know, sometimes you'll hear other podcasts and they have sponsors and, they, you know, they run little commercials and you can be listening to a, a podcast about um, Bigfoot or something. And there'll be a Little Caesars commercial at the beginning and a Napa Auto Parts advertisement at the end. I've chosen not to do that. This podcast is sponsored by, as I said, me, myself and I. So let me just get this out of the way. If you want to support the show, go to BradleyLaird.com. And browse around it. When you buy something, even if you don't need it or want it, the money goes in the same kitty that supports this show. So that's that. And of course, you can always go to grasstalkradio.com. And I think on every page throughout that, all the show notes pages, there are links to that Grass Talk Radio supporter package. So, you know, stick your hand in your wallet and throw a little change my way once in a while, and I can keep this thing going. Here's what I want to talk about today. When I got back from the festival, which I talked about in the last episode, I had five or six hours to kill before my wife and son returned, and I did what I alluded to in the episode, and I dragged out my old record player, little suitcase record player. And I started digging through record albums and put on a few records and started doing the dishes, making the beds, doing some laundry, trying to spruce the joint up before my wife got back in town. That's something I'm sure some of you guys know about. Uh, Some guys call it hiding the evidence. But anyway, so I just started listening to records and I realized that I have this mountain of vinyl albums. Many of them I haven't listened to in years, but as I was digging through, I'd see one and I could pretty much remember, you know, did I like it? What, you know, I could remember some of the songs on it. I can remember, you know, trying to sort out some guy's mandolin break on this particular record. I was just looking at this and, and thinking back on how much I love 33 and a third record albums, vinyl albums. I can, you know, I don't know how many countless hours I've spent listening to records and holding that jacket in your hand and flipping it over and reading and looking at the pictures and reading all the details. And if it was a really high dollar album, you know, you may, it may fold open and there's lyrics and who's playing on what. And it was just a, a mountain of information transmitted both to your conscious mind and to your subconscious mind as you sat there listening to the music. And another thing about vinyl records that, that I like is that they force you to hang around and, and actually listen to the whole thing. Because when you get to the halfway point and you need to turn it over to side B, if you're not paying attention, you'll just wear out your needle when it gets stuck in that groove up by the label. And I know that, you know, if you're from my era, you know, back when the woolly mammoth roamed the earth, you have awakened at three o'clock in the morning wondering, what's that sound? And you fell asleep while the record was playing and it's sitting over there in the corner going, just destroying the needle 
So you had to kind of pay attention. And it was great because an album was sort of like a set. You know, there was a lot of thought put into the order of the songs. And you flip it over and it's like you're getting the second half of the show. And today I just think we're missing a lot of that because so much stuff is just, you know, spread around the internet in single song format. And you really can't get to know a band or an artist listening to one song and then going off and listening to something else. And then don't let me even get started on the fidelity of handheld mobile devices as a listening device. I know you can Bluetooth it to your car stereo and all that, but I've had a lot of people walk up and go, hey, check this out and shove a phone in my face. And I hear like, it's like, what is that? You know, and, you know. Back in the, in the, certainly in the sixties and seventies and eighties, it was a kind of a point of pride. If you were into music to have yourself a killer stereo, big speakers, the size of refrigerators or nearly and, uh, turntables and amplifiers and all this stuff. And then there's the other point of a vinyl album is analog. It's as true a copy of the waveform as, as you can record, I think. It's an analog waveform, and so is real music. And all this, seed from CDs to certainly MP3s and digital formats, is all digital. And so there's something different going on there. It's a lot like, you, you know, if you hang around electric guitarists, any at all, you know, they'll talk about tube amps and versus solid state. Now, admittedly, solid state, you know, is a, can be, um, analog, but you know, I, was, I asked my son the other day what time it was, and he looked up at the clock on the wall with hands on it, and then he turned his head and looked over at the microwave and told me what time it was. We're living in a digital world, but I think there's some magic captured in the analog world. So, record albums, these old vinyl records, are worth checking out. If you're from, if you're born in the last, you know, fifteen to twenty years, you may not even own one. But if you're like me, you got stacks of them. So I'm digging through these records, and I mentioned in, a, in an episode not too long, I think it was episode 54 called Just Go, I talked about going to see Del McCurry and was shocked that on their record table, they actually had a vinyl record album, and I bought it, Old Memories, the songs of Bill Monroe. Wonderful record, really just the memories of holding record albums in my hand came flooding back. So that is my most recent purchase of a vinyl record. And I was thinking, what is what was the first one I ever bought? And I think I found it. <clears throat> it's called Country Songs. It's on Star Day. Reno and Smiley, their vocal and instrumental favorites. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on any of these, but I thought it might be an interesting exercise for me to, I'm kind of straightening out the records, and I thought it might be interesting just to grab them like eight inches, eight inch stacks at a time, and just race through and tell you about the records that I have listened to. And before I do that, though, I want to mention that it was always difficult to go into a record store and find bluegrass records. You would find some. Um, so probably maybe 10% of these records I actually bought at a record store. 
Sometimes you'd find them in a bargain bin at a dime store or something. That's where that um, Reno and Smiley record came from. Ben Franklin, Five and Dime. I also bought the green Newgrass Revival album at that same dime store. Three bucks, you know. They had all these Starday records. But anyway, a good number of these records were purchased at bluegrass festivals. You know, you you saw them play and you go back to the record table and you buy the buy the record. Or maybe that was a great place to pick up records, certainly at bluegrass festivals or at live shows. You know, if I went to see Tony Rice play, they'd have their record table and I'd buy a record. Um, also, sometimes you'd be performing and your record table would be right next door to so-and-so's record table. And on the other side was this other band. And you'd sit around all day in between your sets and talking and stuff and sometimes swap records. So some of these records that I'm going to mention, you know, were just handed to me and I handed them one of ours, that sort of thing. But I think the, the takeaway from all this is that this pile of records represents a slice of my um, support for these musicians. And I just want to say that to remind you to support the musicians that are doing the kind of music you love. If you jump over to YouTube, you can hear a lot of these albums on YouTube. And you go over and do it that way, they are not going to receive much, if anything, in terms of money from that. So you want to support the bands. Go to the shows, buy the tickets, and buy their recordings and any other kind of merchandise junk they're selling. You don't have to even need it, but trust me, they need the money. So, okay, so I'm just going to grab a stack of records, and I'm just going to rattle off some of these titles. And you may, if you've been around Bluegrass a while, you may go, oh, man, I remember that record. I had that. Or if you're younger, you might say, I've. I listened to that on YouTube or you might say, I've got that on CD, but anyway, these are all vinyl record albums and I'm going to make a little racket as I roll my chair around and grab each stack. So let me grab the first stack. And I just want to race through the titles and you'll know a little bit more about me when we finish this. Okay. Here's the first stack. This is, um, these are totally all out of order. So, um, they're in no particular order. Here's one called Festival Favorites Played on the Five-String Banjo, Volume 2 by Alan Mundy. Includes Cripple Creek, Kentucky Chimes, Old Joe Clark, and some other Mundy tunes. It's on Ridge Runner Records. I bought that during my phase of trying to learn Mundy, Alan Mundy stuff. Here's one called, it's a box, Folk Songs and Instrumental Music of the Southern Mountains. I'm not even going to open that. Here's a good one. It's on Vanguard. It's just called... Doc Watson. It's good. It's really good. Oh man, here's one. This is this should be in every this should be required listening for every bluegrasser. Black record album. The Tony Rice Unit Manzanita. By the way, that was the first I had that on vinyl. That was the first CD I ever purchased. I found it on CD and that was the first CD I had in uh, it had a skip in it and didn't play right, but I still have it. Here's John Hartford, Aereo Plane. I love that cover. Here's a cool one. Uh, Ricky Skaggs, That's It. It's on Rebel. Pretty good album. Here's one. Uh, I love this record album. Country Gazette. Look up who that is if you don't know. 
Alan Mundy in there. I think Roland White, too. Uh, anyway, A Traitor in Our Midst album. Here's one, Doc and Merle Watson. I need to put my glasses on. I can't read these titles. This album is called Two Days in November. Here's a good one, Carl Jackson Banjo Player. That was, uh, there's some good, man, Orange Blossom Special on here. It's great. Here's uh, the uh, New Grass Revival. That's self-titled album, New Grass Revival. This is the, I think was the first record after Bela Fleck and Pat Flynn joined the band. I'm not going to stop and read the dates and stuff because i got to go fast. This is a mountain. Here's one, Grassroots Gospel. Oh, I don't even I don't even know about that. I'm not positive I've ever actually listened to that. Probably got that one at Goodwill. The Bluegrass Generation on Adoram, and anybody that knows anything knows that Adoram is Marietta, spelled backwards. Here's a weird one. Roy Clark and Buck Trent, A Pair of Fives. Pretty cool album. Here's the second generation, Head Cleaner. That yeah, wasn't one of my favorites, but here's a good one. Mule Skinner. Got the vinyl record. Richard Green, David Grisman, Bill Keith, Peter Rowan, and Clarence White. Actually, that was not one of my favorite records. But anyway, here's the Lewis family. We used to play around, see the Lewis family a lot. So got a lot of Lewis family. Um, we'll keep praising his name is the name of that album. Here's the best of Little Roy Lewis. This is a good one. J.D. Crow in the New South Live. Holiday in Japan. Tony Rice. I mean, this is great. And by the way, the the liner notes on the back are all in Japanese. Here's John Hartford, Morning Bugle. That was kind of a disappointment to me. You know, I'd, it, I mean, it's got some cool tunes on it, but, uh, you know, sometimes you'd buy a record, you know, based on the name that was on it, and then the music was like, well, it's not exactly bluegrass. This one falls in there. I got This is just David Bromberg. That's the title, David Bromberg. That's it. He's a good guitar player. Not exactly bluegrass. Here's a great one. Kentucky Colonels featuring, featuring Roland and Clarence White. That's the Kentucky Colonels. That's on United. Wow. I don't know what year. Uh, here's a good one. Byron Berline, Sundance. I think that was the first record that they put out with that group. Vassar Clements, self-titled Mercury album. This is a strange one. A lot of Vassar albums are pretty weird. And I love him when he's playing with a bluegrass band, but some of his solo stuff was just a little too warped for me. Here's a Seldom Seen Old Train. That's on Rebel. So that's stack number one. Let me set that aside. Hang on. This is going to take a while, so uh, you can put this episode in the category of the insomnia cure. Okay, what else we got here? Elementary Dr. Watson. Dr. Merle Watson. Fields of November, Norman Blake, Hickory Wind, at the Wednesday Night Waltz. Hickory Wind was, you know, around and heard him, must have played some festivals with him or something. I don't know. Got another Hickory Wind album here called Fresh Produce. Then here is uh, Newgrass Revival, When the Storm is Over. And that was, uh, you know, while Courtney and... Uh, Curtis Birch were still in the band. Here's one, man. I wore the grooves off this one. The Bean Blossom double album. Oh, man. MCA. Uh, I can't read the number. That. Uh, this is from the seventh annual 
Bean Blossom Bluegrass Festival. Got everybody on there. It's great. Bill Monroe's Uncle Penn. What a great album. Bill Monroe and his Bluegrass Boys 16 all-time greatest hits. Here's David Grisman. Acousticity. It's uh this is post David Grisman Quintet. Uh, it's a good album. Here's a loose record. This is a Cedar Hill test pressing from our record from 1984. It just says Georgia record pressing record number. And I was so proud of this. When we were putting the record together, we needed to give it a number. You know, this is, this is a record number. And the, the artist was asking us what, what's, you know, what do I put on the spine? And I thought, well, let's call it BR for bluegrass record and five, four, nine. So we were the first BR five, four, nine, but back before BR five, four, nine, of course, as a tribute to junior samples, uh, here's Butch Robbins, the fifth child. It's a good banjo album. And here's one of his stranger records, Butch Robbins fragments of my magic nation. There's some cool stuff on there too. Here's bluegrass guitar minus music minus one guitar. It's Russ Berenberg. It's kind of a play along, you know, pick along. A record. Pretty cool. It's mostly the country cooking people like Peter Wernick and stuff on there. Here's David Grisman, Early Dog. And here's the David Grisman Quintet. This is the Kaleidoscope F5. You know the one. Side one, track one, EMD. Swing 51, Opus 57. This has got uh, Tony Rice, Todd Phillips, and so on. Here's uh, one. This is like classic stuff boone creek one-way track and here's the first one boone creek which is rounder number 0081 listen to those boone creek records a lot here's the uh, baby blue jd crow in the new south on star day with uh, with uh well it, it's just a, it's just a super good album it says on the back 1973 but then it also says 77 so who knows this is a classic. Everybody needs this thing, especially anybody that fancies himself a baritone singer. The Skaggs and Rice, mandolin guitar, lead and tenor. They got a big hole just waiting for you to learn how to sing baritone on. Bill Emerson, country banjo. I always like Bill Emerson. Red, white, and bluegrass picking up. Genuine Dillard and Clark. I didn't care for Dillard and Clark. You know, I like the Dillards, but... You know, that Hollywood scene was pretty strange. Some of their records I didn't really care for. Here's Dan Crary, Ladies Fancy. You know, there's a lot of hot guitar pickers around today that don't realize that they actually learn stuff from people like Dan Crary. And and Norman Blake and Doc Watson and, and, and. Anyway, because, you know, maybe they learned it from Kenny Smith, you know. <laughs> And Kenny Smith learned it from, you know how it goes. Here's here's a great one, Doc Watson Memories. All right, got to turn around and grab another stack. You know, I don't know if you think this is good news or bad news, but that's two stacks. I, I'm looking at eight. I may not actually go through all these. This may get ridiculous at a certain point. Friar Tut, Tut Taylor. The Atkins and Travis Traveling Show. Not Bluegrass, but it's Chet Atkins and Merle Travis did a record together. Buck White and the Down Home Folks. Poor White. Uh, poor, uh, blah, blah, blah. poor Folks Pleasure. Another Buck White record. More Pretty Girls Than One. That's a good album. Buck's kind of a swing guy. A, um, here's another uh, 
Emerson and Waldron on record on rats on Rebel. I'm going so fast here. Here's Country Cooking Barrel of Fun. Three on a string. I think they were a trio out of Alabama. Yep, Birmingham. Uh, probably got that at a festival playing around down here. They used to appear on a lot of festivals in Georgia and Alabama and stuff. Three on a string. You may remember them. Uh, here, here's one. Hank Wilson's Back, Volume 1. And you probably know who Hank Wilson is. It's not bluegrass. Here's uh, Country Gazette Live. Here's a band called Silver Creek. I'm going to go fast. Here's the new Seldom Seen album. 1976. Vassar Clements crossing the Catskills. Some pretty good stuff on there. Mike Aldridge. This is his self-titled solo album. Man, Mike Aldridge. You know, amazing stuff. Another red, white, and bluegrass. Uh, Joe Val. Joe Val and the New England Bluegrass Boys. The Bound Ride. Some sort of uh, Yankee bluegrass there. Doug Dillard, Doolin Banjos. Didn't really care for that one. Here's one. Tim Lake, same old roadside inn. Love this one. Voices in Bluegrass, the Osborne Brothers. Man, there's some good stuff on there. The Cuckoo, Salty Dog, Cotton Fields, me and my old banjo. Here's an interesting one, Tasty Licks. That's uh, Jack Tottle on mandolin and uh, Bela Fleck playing banjo. Back before, you know, everybody knew who he was. Tasty Licks. I think they were from Boston. Here's a John Hartford solo album. Not a not a drop of bluegrass on there. Here's one I wore the grooves off. It's the old green Newgrass Revival album. Um, it's on Star Day. You know, it's got Great Balls of Fire, Jin Sing Sullivan, Body and Soul, Lonesome Fiddle Blues. You, you know, hippie bluegrass a la probably 75 or 70 thereabouts it says 77 but i think they actually recorded it a few years earlier here is gospel banjo little roy and the lewis family all those classic little roy tunes on there roy clark family and friends probably got that at goodwill let's see there's a django reinhardt record and here's of course the 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 hugely popular original dueling banjos deliverance album that was some, man, there's some hot picking on that thing. All right, next stack, hang on. All right, this pile here. And I, you know, think about the hours I've spent listening to this stuff. The World of Flat and Scruggs, Here Today. Here Today, that was a great, a band that just appeared and disappeared. David Grisman, Herb Peterson, Vince Gill, Jim Buchanan, and Emery Gordy on it. It's a wonderful record. There's one, uh, Norman Blake, Home in Sulphur Springs. There's the Morrow Senior High School Band, 1975. That's uh, me and playing in a high school band, playing the French horn. Norman Blake, Old and New. Ricky Skaggs, Sweet Temptation. Kind of putting his foot in the door of country music. Bluegrass Special. This is a kind of an oddball record. Um, got Clarence White, Doug Dillard, Roland White, Scotty Stoneman, and Tut Taylor. Uh, here's one. This was a strange album. It has no title. And it's Norman Blake, Tut Taylor, Sam Bush, Butch Robbins, Vassar Clements, Dave Holland, and Jethro Burns, of all people. It's, it's the most bizarre record, but interesting stuff. Here's Josh Graves, Alone at Last. Seldom Seen, Act One, Flying Through the Country, New Grand Survival. David Grisman, Quintet 80. Man, that is a tough record. 
uh, New Grass Revival, Barron County. Uh, what else we got? Hey, there's a Chicago record. Probably my brother's. Um, Jean Luponti, Imaginary Voyage. Yeah, I don't know where I got that. Probably went to see him at the old uh, Great Southeast Music Hall. Here's one of those Pickwick collections, Bluegrass Special, Banjo in the Hills, another one of these collection things. Oh, this is interesting. These are the speeches of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. <laughs> All right, that's that stack. Let me uh, grab another one. Uh, Steve Martin, King Tut. Here's one from a, a band that was uh, knocking around the bluegrass scene. And one of the first bands I saw play live, it's a band called Bullsboro. And uh, bought their record at one of their shows. They played around noon and and all the Georgia and Alabama festivals for a long time. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm going to skip a few of these. Here's a Brushfire record, another fellow band that knocked around from the Atlanta area. That's their album called Way Down Deep in My Soul. You may remember seeing Brushfire at festivals back around in the 80s and 90s. Here's another Brushfire record. They, you know, a lot of times they'd be set up next to us and we'd just swap records. Um, got uh, three or four Brushfire records. This is a great record. Blaine Sprouse solo fiddle album. Wonderful. It's on Rounder. Here's the Cedar Hill album, Rough and Ready. This is the album that I I listened to and tried to learn everything on it in preparation for my audition to to try to hook up and replace their mantle player. Apparently, I learned enough off of this record to be successful, and they did pick me, and I played with them for 27 years. And then here's the Cedar Hill Mama Don't Lau album that we did after I joined them. David Grisman's Dog Grass, and you flip it over, and it's David Grisman's Dog Jazz. Very cool record. Tony Rice Unit Acoustics. Tony Rice Unit Mar West. David Grisman Hot Dog. That's the one that has... Uh, uh, Stefan Grappelli on it. Here's Jerry Adair riding high on a bluegrass. On bluegrass. His daughter's name is Tina Adair, who later showed up in the bluegrass scene, too. She's just a little kid. <laughs> like, looks about four or five years old in the picture on the cover of this. We probably saw him at a festival somewhere around Alabama or something. Vic Jordan, Pickaway. Um, Jerry Douglas, Fluxology. Country Gentleman, Sit Down, Young Stranger. Tony Rice, Self-Titled. This is the one with a rattlesnake and plastic banana. Jethro Burns on Flying Fish. Jethro, I love Jethro. Here's the Front Porch String Band. This is their this is their second record, I believe. Um, it's it's the one that's got if you're ever in Oklahoma on it. And Hills of Alabama, Wabash Cannonball. Anybody that was going to bluegrass, you know, in the eighties down in the southeast ran into front porch string band and uh, i was always thankful to uh, uh larry lynch their mandolin player for uh letting me try out his mandolin and and we talked picks we used to bump into them some here's oh man this is good jimmy martin and the sunny mountain boys good and country uh here's uh seldom seen act three johnson mountain boys working close and sometimes there's just a record stuck in there. Jerry Clower from Yazoo City, Mississippi, talking. <laughs> All 
All right, I'm really going to race through these now and get this over with. This will be the one time I do this. The New South. Oh, man. This is the, this is the record known as the Bird record. It's uh, rounder number 44. Very good. And here's one I just I love. Uh, it's uh, my home ain't in the Hall of Fame. J.D. Crow in the New South. It's a wonderful record. If you want to hear Keith Whitley. Man, here's another red, white, and bluegrass, the world's greatest bluegrass bands, the good old boys, the good old boys, Pistol Pack and Mama with uh, Frank Wakefield on there, and Don Reno and Chubby Wise. What an oddball record, but it's it's pretty interesting. Here's a cool one, Bill Millsaps. And I, I had to confess, I didn't really know who Bill Millsaps was, but... He ain't hurting on the record. He's got Kenny Baker, Josh Graves, John Hartford, Rick Campbell, Roy Husky Jr., and so on. That's a really cool record. Uh, Banjo Bonanza, 30 Big Hits. That's a good Goodwill find. Uh, let's see here. Let's skip a few of these weirdo things. Monroe Doctrine. You know, one of those bands. This is a neat one. This is uh, Rosebud. Are you cracking? Not sure I ha how I came into possession. They used to play a lot around Atlanta, um, underground Atlanta, <clears throat> Rosebud. I'll bet Buck Peacock doesn't even have a copy of this, and he's on it. I, I should ask him about that. Uh, let's see. New Riders of the Purple Sage, Panama Red, The Adventures of Panama Red. Uh, what else we got here? There's a Charlie McCoy record. There's uh, a Leonard Skinner. Give me back my bullets. Some Bob Wills, Bill Keith, something old, something new grass. Bill Monroe and his bluegrass boys, bluegrass special. Mark Twang from John Hartford. Doctor Banjo steps out. Peter Wernick and friends. All right, put that down. Earl Scruggs. Wait a minute. Let me get it in my lap here. Dig through it. Earl Scruggs, his family and friends. The Bluegrass Alliance, just called New Grass Country Cooking, um, autographed. Uh, thanks, Brad. Tony Trishka, 14 Bluegrass Instrumentals. Here's Tony Rice, California Autumn. Mike Aldridge, Dobro on Tacoma. Tony Rice, Guitar on King Records. Man, that's a good one. Uh, another Flat and Scruggs, one of these collections, Earl Scruggs, Dueling Banjos, Flat and Scruggs, Foggy Mountain Breakdown, Flat and Scruggs with Doc Watts and Strictly, uh, Strictly Instrumental. That's a good album. Here's Foggy Mountain Banjo, Flat and Scruggs. Another good album for you banjo pickers. Earl Scruggs Review, Where the Lilies Bloom. Gary and Randy Scruggs, All the Way Home. Earl Scruggs and the Earl Scruggs Review, Live at Kansas State. Yeah, I didn't care for that. You know, you used to follow Earl around because you wanted to see Earl, but I wasn't a huge fan of Earl Scruggs' review. But anyway, I got all these records because I used to go see them all the time. Anniversary Specials, another one of their albums. Flat and Scruggs, uh, 1958 to 1959, some kind of re-release thing, just printed in black and white. Earl Scruggs, Nashville Rock. Here's the Earl Scruggs five-string banjo instruction album that uh, were the tracks that Earl recorded to go along with his classic, you know, Earl Scruggs and the Five String Banjo book. Got the record. Spent a lot of time with that. More Flat and Scruggs collections. Um, here's a Hard Traveling. 
is a Flatten Scruggs album. Here's Earl Scruggs Review, Volume 2, Earl Scruggs Review, Country Comfort. And what else we got here? Let me throw that pile up aside. You know, it might take me the rest of my life to actually put all these on and listen to them. But, uh, you know, Earl, if you're out, well, you're not out there, Earl, but any of you people that are on these records, just uh, remember that I, I'm the guy that threw you that five after your show for this record. Uh, Bluegrass Country. This is the country gentleman. It's a good record. 16 Greatest Hits, Reno and Smiley. Tasty Licks. That's another of that Bela Fleck playing bluegrass with Tasty Licks. This is called Anchor to the Shore. Dillard Hartford Dillard. Strange record. Dan Crary Bluegrass Guitar. It's, it's, if you like Dan Crary, there's some good stuff on here. Glenn Campbell, Gentle on My Mind. Here's a couple of classical records. Here's the original Old and In the Way record album. There it is. Um, what else we got here? Norman Blake, his album called Whiskey Before Breakfast. He played a lot of bluegrass festivals back in the day. Here's Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Uncle Charlie and his dog Teddy. This, uh, this is one I like. This is a Larry Rice album called Mr. Poverty. Love that record. Love the songs he wrote. Uh, Backwoods Band, just fine. That's old Mac Benford playing banjo on there, Clawhammer guys. Kind of, you know, like old-time string band type thing. John Harold and the John Harold Band. Here's Bela's first solo album, Crossing the Tracks. I think it was his first. That's probably from, I don't know when that was, 76 or so. I don't, I don't know. Uh, here's Sam Bush, Late as Usual. He autographed that one to me. Sam Bush, Moonshadow, 86. Uh, oh, I love this one. The Very Best of Slim Whitman. And what else we got here? Oh, here's a good one. It's not bluegrass, but this is, <laughs> I love this record. Roger Miller, Golden Hits. Old Roger Miller had some good stuff. Here is, uh, this is the last one in the pile. Heaven's Bluegrass Band by Lester Flat and the Nashville Grass. I bought that at the, the last time I went to see Lester Flat and the Nashville Grass, and it was at the, uh, what did they call that place? The Great Southeast Music Hall. And uh, he, unfortunately, was too sick to come out and perform, but the band pr played the show, put on a, just a wonderful show, but he was ill and couldn't actually be on stage. I had seen him multiple times before that, but there's a good chance I bought that record at that show. I don't know. Anyway, that's the pile. If you got nothing to do, come over to the house one weekend and we'll throw some of these on and listen to them. So y'all take care. Go out there and support the bands, buy their product, and uh, keep pushing that bluegrass. Talk to y'all later.